Jason. Today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall Podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget Blinds! I don't know if you knew this or not, but Budget Blinds have some of the best people in our community. They are, and we have said this before, they are very much good eggs. That they are. They are always doing things to help out the community and, but wait, there's more. Ooh, what else are they doing? They are the home of the Signature Series Shades. So when you're ready to make your home a smart home, this is the place you need to go to. You're going to call Budget Blinds, and you're going to say, all hail, my robot shade overlords. And they're going to know what you need, and they're going to hook you up with Signature Series Shades. So when you're ready to make that decision, head on over to our friends at Budget Blinds of Lee Summit right in the heart of downtown, tell them Jason and Nick see you. Hello again, and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I'm Jason Norbury, and as always, I am joined by a man who is excited because there's baseball again. It's Nick Parker, the publisher of Link to Lee Summit. I am excited. Look, tomorrow, the Royals are finally back for a real regular season game kind of or exciting. maybe a partial regular season. I don't know. I yeah. mean, can you call it a real game when there's no fans? Are we going to count any sports in 2020? That's what I want to know. Does any of it actually count? I don't know, but I'm excited to see a little ball again. Yep. Well, it gives something to do in the evenings when we're uh, sitting on the porch or doing whatever we're doing. So I have a question for people. Are you tired? Has, has, has the whole COVID thing. Are you tired of TV? I'm tired of TV. I don't want to binge anything else. I don't want to stream anything. Yeah. I'm, I'm done. Oddly enough, I only watched very little TV until soccer came back. And then I watched a lot. I've watched like some sports, but I've read a lot and I'm not tired of that, but I, I'm, yeah, I, I'm ready for maybe broadening my entertainment options. Would yes. be nice. Safely, yes. safely distanced, masked and all the things, but yeah, I'll get, you know, a little bit of variety in our, and our entertainment would be good. All righty. Uh, link, link to Lee Summit is the source for all the news you need about our very fine city. And our unofficial sponsor today is the word conservatory. <laughs> <laughs> Nick and I just finished right before recording. We just finished watching the city council. Um, and we will get into this in a little bit on the, uh, the farmer's market, performing arts, green street block development thing. Uh, was there and uh, part of the uh, the the imagery was a in that process was as defined by the mayor a conservatory and that word was uttered I would say more times inside the city of Lee Summit than it has in any day in the last <laughs> maybe ever but certainly in the last many number of years well we're gonna get we're gonna get to that but first a couple of things uh, I want to I want to tackle this one first Jason we're now two weeks in where you are former member of the Lee Summit Planning Commission. They've, they've finally, they have finally decided uh, the Norbury era is over. And they are, I'm sure, celebrating in accordance with what they should be. So, yep. Yeah. 10 years, 10 years, and it's, it was time for me to, uh, it was time for me to be done. I was, I was ready to go, and, uh, and, you know, we've done it. That, they've got a great group there. Um, you know, maybe the replacements will be fine, 
and uh, and we'll, we'll see. Uh, I'm sure their hair will be better than yours. Uh, well, you know that's fine, and they may have some common sense. It may not may not stomp on the toes of the uh, city council quite as regularly, <laughs> but uh, but but the the group that was remains behind was very good, and it was a, it was an easy time for me to transition off. So thank you to the city. I don't do this often. Everybody else. I don't do this often, but I'm going to pay you a compliment. Jason, sure. 10 years on one commission is a, is a lot of work. And you and I talk all the time on the show about getting involved and doing things in your community and, and, and helping the city plan and move to whatever the next level and the next thing is. So uh, good on you and, and, and good work over the last 10 years. And seven of those 10 years were as chair of the planning commission, which is a lot of work. So thank you for your time with the city there. That is, that is very kind. Nick, thank you. I appreciate it. I am done for the rest of 2020. There will be no more nice words. (laughs) No more nice words about Jason. That's for sure. (laughs) Hey, before we get into the, the aforementioned uh, discussion about the, the farmer's market performance space development on green street, I want to, I want to go back to what we were talking about last week for just a few minutes. And let's talk about the Lee summit school districts reopening plan for, for the upcoming school year. There's not really new information to give, just a reminder to parents and families that, that this is the week to, to make your decision about whether if you want to send your kids back to in-person school or do the online learning. Um, I, I think there has been some confusion. There, there is a third option that they've talked about, which is a hybrid option, but that's not really a choice. That is, this is what will happen with in-person learners if capacity guidelines change and and require the schools to have fewer people in the buildings at a time where they'll have to switch to some different schedules and and students will be do some online and some in person right and and the other thing that i think that's come out sort of as these i think the key thing to keep in mind here is this is all fluid and changing as you know community infection numbers change as the as the pandemic takes its course here in in the metro and and these things so one of the things that i think has come out that wasn't either clear or stated clearly when uh they first initiated that plan is that if a student wants to take a course signed up for online and wants to take something that is not offered online they may have the opportunity to then change back to going in person sort of before school starts um or to the hybrid, if if it, if that's where the the district will end and up. And that that, is, that is only for we should reiterate again that is only for secondary, so middle and high school students. Right for the middle and high school students. So just to keep that in mind, and that's it. And and I would anticipate, you know, we, when we had our interview with Dr. Buck and and Ryan Murdoch last week, they they set that date of August sixth to come back in and take another look at it. And you can look all around the metropolitan area, right? Kansas City, Missouri's has some issues with the KCK public schools just put out guidelines about they're going to delay their start and only do virtual school for a period of time. So everything is kind of even still, even in this point on the table, because we just don't know what the, what the virus is going to do. And, and unfortunately, you know, while Dr. Buck may be our new superintendent, the real boss of the school district now, school district now is COVID-19. And we're going to have to kind of adjust to that um, and and how that goes for for these next couple of weeks, and then I think into the semester. And while, speaking of Dr. Buck, I want to I want to throw throw this out there. While we we 
officially had our first interview with him last week when he came on with with Ryan Murdoch to talk about the reopening plan. Uh, we had already scheduled what we thought was going to be our first interview with him, so we're going to do that. N- we're going to do that this week coming up, and then so so next week. Stay tuned for for a little longer sit down that Jason and I will have with Doctor Buck to to let you get to know him a little bit, kind of where he's come from what his vision for the district is and some of his plans. And, and really we're probably going to ask him a lot of really unfair questions. And we are uh, going to ask him make we are, right now. We are going to ask him actually the question. The one. The one question. He will have to take a stand. And it will be interesting to see. And he will see. face public ridicule, ridicule for this question. For this question. We'll just see if those mid-Missouri roots – or eastern part of the state roots are gonna are gonna tr- or will betray him, or will he stand tall on you the right side of history? You know what? I'm gonna make a prediction. Yeah. He's gonna give us the right answer. I think he's gonna waffle. That's what I think he's gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. I'm ex- I'm excited about this, Jason. I um I I love. I love meeting new people in the community, uh, finding out their stories and figuring out a little bit. And, and I'm excited to, to hear what, he, what he's got a vision for, for, for the district a, a, as we go forward. And I'm really hopeful that he won't let me down with that question. Right. So not else, a lot else has been happening because nothing is going on. But the big reveal tonight, finally, I think the mayor has hinted at it. He put some, put some drawings and some ideas out in his state. I, I've had to sit on this for a while. You, you've been in the, the loop on that. Uh, for, for somebody who has a microphone at his disposal, it was very hard to remain quiet. Right. But at last, released publicly into the wild, were some, some drawings and some conceptual ideas and conceptual money talk about the downtown performing arts slash farmer's market development, I guess we'll call that, that is that will take place on the east side of Green Street between 2nd and 3rd. Um, that's the sort of the, the key thing. We would encourage you to go, you know, to, to look up on the, on the city's website where they can see some of those pictures and, and understand that that's, these are sort of city-based conjecture and, and conce- concept of what they want. Um, but is, take a look at kind of where, where the vision currently sits. And, it, and it, it, it's very early, and we're going to get into this a little bit, Things will likely change from those pictures, but let's let's kind of let's let's backtrack a, a little bit, Jason. All of this started because seven years ago in 2013, voters approved a a a community improvement bond, and one of the items on that was for an outdoor performance space in the downtown area. Now, Nick, has has anyone in your website or in your news organization ever published any kind of commentary on this? There has. been been some public criticism um through 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 my website yes through like, I, I, I honestly from, believe from I can, some people i can set my calendar by that <laughs> there has been criticism from some former city council members there has been you know obviously if you go if you go on the on the social medias you'll see people who like to pile on and and do it. there has been some criticism based on that nothing's happened and that's fair that is fair that there was a public vote and the city has not fallen through. However, I, w- I, will say, I will say this, Jason. The problem is, isn't really that they haven't fallen through? Fallen through? Followed through? Sorry about followed that. Followed through. That's all right. That they haven't followed through. It's that, that that plan was really doomed from the beginning. Oh, and I'd like to start there. Because 
from my very, very, very small knowledge of the development world, I, you know, I spent like five minutes in that world. I learned one very important lesson. It is impossible to, ve- to develop something when you don't control the land. And that vote was largely based on a, on a thing the city sold was that they were going to build this performing arts center on a piece of land they did not own nor control. And as soon as that passed, guess what happened to the price of that land? It went up. It went up. It, it, it miraculously got really close to the number of the amount that was supposed to be spent on the project. <laughs> Weird coincidence. And this happened not, not once, Jason, but twice, where we were looking at trying to make something happen on land that we did not yet control. And so that really is what pushed this and pushed this and pushed this way back. And it was waiting for one other thing to happen, Jason. And that was for somebody in a position of elected authority to risk a little political capital and really push for this thing to get through. And for the first time, this has happened now. And you and I have been vocal critics of the mayor in the past. But I think we should vocally give him a little credit here because he's really the first one to take that kind of a risk. Absolutely. So going back to your, uh, your, your initial comment about why, not only, I think, did the, the city and the people who pushed for that bond issue had that mistake. They kind of sold the, sold the idea of that space without having either land. And then not only that, but then they sold it about a, a, almost about a specific pot, a plot of land that they didn't have control over. But uh, in addition to that, look, I mean, it's a lot, $600,000 is a lot of money to like to you or to me or to virtually all of our listeners. But in the, con- in the, in the world of building stuff, $600,000 is not enough money to do much of anything. And, and, and let's be honest, we're probably now talking about what? That's maybe 10% of what the budget is really going to be. Oh, I, I, my speculations will be much larger than that. The, the initial, you remember, and so this is, this has gone through right multiple things. The the first round of public input and conversation and visioning around a a a Green Street centered space, the estimates ranged all the way up to eight to eleven million dollars um, for the whole work that's there. So I mean, and I don't think that construction has gotten cheaper though. The nature of this plan with the private development and the other pieces in there will defray a lot of that. Um, and there are some bits and pieces and differences that we can go into that, but we don't know what it's going to cost, but it's going to be, well, let's, let's pause let, an let's order pause. of magnitude larger. You're right. Let's pause right there. And let's, let's talk about how the plan has changed because we now are no longer talking about an outdoor stage, right? We now have, are including a new farmer's market pavilion for this, which has been a, Jason, you and I are very involved in, in the downtown main street program. This has been a huge goal for, for, for downtown for a long, long, long time to have a, have a new permanent home for the farmer's market. It also now includes a lot of, of private developable space, right? So, so the goal here is really to pull in a private development partner that will take control of some of that land and do some private development there with it. So, so why don't you run through real quick what, what the whole project now looks like it will include. Right. So the whole project now is is much, much larger in, in geographic scope as well as in financial scope. But uh, so you have to you think about the there's space 
all on Green Street, the entirety of the eastern side across from City Hall, as well as a little bit of the land on which City Hall sits there at the, what is that, the southwest, or I guess it's the northwest corner of 3rd and Green, um, but right there at the southwest corner of the City Hall campus. And then the on the eastern half behind that Green Street facing, the northern part of that block as well as part of that development. So it's about three quarters of that block across the street, as well as a little bit, a little bit of, and some redevelopment on green and on the city hall plot as well. So that's the size. And so not only are we talking about putting in a farmer's market pavilion, uh, there is a, as the mayor has labeled it, a conservatory. Uh, there is the idea being that there would be a 30-ish room a boutique hotel, um, some potential multifamily apartments, some apartment buildings um, there, as well as some other retail commercial development um, along Green Street as well. So that's the kind of the, the nature and structure. So there's a lot more pieces than, you know, a stage and some seating uh, than we had in 2013. Right. So I, I think, I think all of that goes through Jason. I want to, uh, now that you know what the bigger thing is and, and, and just to throw in a little bit of my opinion, it's a much better plan. I mean, this, these are a lot of good things potentially for, for the downtown area and for the community. So my question to you is, is, is this Jason, do the prior missteps of the city and I'm going to say of mayors, both current and former of city council members, both current and former and of city staff. Do those missteps that, that led to not following through with what was voted on. As you look at the plan now, does that mean that you should not support it or that you should question whether or not the city can or should pull this off? I think there's some, is that fair a, of me to ask? I think that's a fair question. And that's a question that a lot of people have, right? You know, the sort of, you want to spend how much of the taxpayer's money, right, on on this. And and the vast majority of the funding is going to come from city funds, whether they were real estate, you know, however they were generated, they are now, either now or will be in the hands of the city to hand out, and it makes them public. Uh, a significant contribution is expected from the downtown's community improvement district, which is tax revenue and it's public money. Um, and so I think that the, on, like any project, we should be skeptical and, and hold our public officials and our city staff to account for what they're doing with those sorts of things. And, and I think that a little bit of additional skepticism or mistrust is probably warranted because we've been sitting on that money or sitting on that project for seven years and we haven't ever delivered anything let alone i mean that sort of a process but i you know if the alternative would be we would have created some sort of a substandard product in 2015 sort of just slapped into a spot and then we come back because you keep in mind that the farmer's market you know has been as the mayor said for 20 years or however long it's been i mean we know it's been in the master plan for 16 years right. um, for downtown and and is the number one priority of both the Main Street Board and the and the CID Board, um, as they want to do that. That demand would still have existed, and so yes, you should be skeptical, and and yes, I think some additional skepticism is warranted. But 
at this point, you kind of have to look at where we, you know, at a certain point, you have to stop and go, where are we? And what is the best path forward that we have available to us, right? We can't, we can't go back in time and raise $1.2 million or have the city put an option on a piece of land or utilize other land that they may have owned in downtown or whatever, right? Those are not on the table any longer. So what is the option that we have available to us? And, and as a person who worked very intimately on this project, no, I mean, not the vision you see in front of you, but this Green Street, farmer's market, performing space development idea for a long time, one of the things it really missed, and you mentioned this one earlier, is for someone on the dais at City Hall to put their weight behind it, to advocate for it publicly and openly. Um, we get a lot of skeptical questions, and, and this is something that I, I think you know our city council can be guilty of on a regular basis. Is it's really easy to you know sort of take shots from the side, but it's not always easy, and there's and there's risk involved in stepping forward and saying, "I want this done. Here is my vision." Because as soon as you put your vision out there, people are going to take shots at it, right? I mean, well, we, and I think it's I think it's fair to point out that the mayor has risked. A lot, I think, by putting this out there and chasing this and pushing it forward to get it kind of to the forefront and now to to this point in the discussion. I mean, look, he's probably going to want to run for re-election, right? Right. If he bungles this, he's going to – that's going to put a real – I mean, if this goes badly, whether he bungles it or not, honestly, if it goes badly, right? I mean, if we have a massive economic downturn and nothing happens and that land just sits there undeveloped for two you know for the next 18 months re-election is going to be a real bear for him because he hasn't done it. he put it out there he put his neck on the line and nothing happened whether it was his fault or not you know harry truman said it right the buck stops here and he's going to get he's going to get the blame for it whether or not he deserves it right. and 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 so you know credit to him to put risk on the line to create this or to push this forward and get a vision out there. And I, you know, like if, is this the project that I would have like in this form that I would have chosen had we, you know, I've been in charge of it at the time. No, but my criticisms of it are. I want to, I want to throw out. No, nobody's asking you. Yeah. Nobody. Well, trust me. They stopped asking <laughs> me several years ago. Uh, but as a whole, I mean, but my point being is while I may have differences in what I would like to see or how I would like it organized or, what elements I would want involved, those can be hashed out. And, and this gets to the next point. All of the elements that are there right now are entirely subject to the willingness of a developer to help do it. Well, and, and that's, that's great. Let's, let's move to that point now, because I think from all of the discussion, I would encourage people to go, to go watch some of that um, to to pull up the the, the images and the, and the things from the city council packet, but at the end of that, it really got down to this: what's next, and what we're what we're at now, I think, and what 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 city manager Steve Arbo was saying is, if the council is ready to move forward on this and to keep going, then the city will be at the point where they start approaching developers, where they put out an RFP or an RFQ to find to start weeding out and finding the right development partner to come in and shape that vision based on based on markets and what the market demands and says will work 
Right. I mean, so you keep in mind in the vision that we have there, the two sort of anchor commercial pieces are a boutique hotel and an apartments. And all things being equal, those are not necessarily things that are going to make money, right? And the economic ground is shifted and will continue to shift in the next little time. And so we don't know what might work, right? I mean, there are there are guard guardrails out there. We can't. We're not going to get a Walmart neighborhood store on the corner of Third <laughs> and Green, and we're not going to uh, have. I'm going I'm to say this: We're not going to get a Trader Joe's on the corner. We're not going to get a Trader Joe's. It's not going to be 12 stories tall. It's not going to be any of those things. It's not going to be. Uh, I was hoping for 34 stories. It's, it's the the apartments are not going to be subsidized housing. All of those things. Like, none of that stuff's going to happen. But within those rails, there's a lot of you know if the if the answer for the housing development is instead of apartments, is it, you know, townhomes or row homes? Maybe that's the answer. Instead of a boutique hotel with 30, 30 rooms, it's a mixed use development of some sort with maybe more office instead of hotel or something. Adventure. We don't know. And a developer has the tools and the market studies and all that. Because at the end, remember what the developer wants to do is make money. And that's what that's that part of it is going to be what drives them to offer to you know develop to buy land to sell land to do all those bits and pieces that are out there, and until we see what those developers have in mind within those guardrails, we don't know. And and so the final project will almost inevitably look categorically different than what the mayor has presented from OHH and Olson um, Engineering to, to put on the paper for us tonight. Well, I'm going to wrap it up this way. I'm going to wrap it up with a little bit of my own uh, opinion on it. I am skeptical. I will always start at a position of skepticism, right, Jason? I think, I think you and I have made that um, evident over the last few years that that's where we start from, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I am, But I am also optimistic and i'm happy to at least be at a point where we're talking about it again where land has been purchased the city controls land now and there is a vision out there and we're at a point now where they can get to that next big step which is find a private development partner to really come in and help figure out what will work and put together an actionable plan to get there. And I think that's, that's what you want, is you want that partner to come in and put together that plan and say, hey, here's how we can get to where you want to go. Absolutely. And I, that's I, excited I, me to be at that point, finally, because in seven years, we haven't even come close to this point before. Right. So, and, and, and Nick and I have had many, many conversations off air and they always boiled down to sometimes very colorful. recently, right? Until recently, have always boiled down to, eh, wake me when they get the land under control. <laughs> and as of today, right, they have the land under control, uh, and they're going to, uh, they're gonna, they're gonna, they can move forward now, and they know what the numbers out are, and they know what kind of what they need to look at, and and now we can talk about, you know, and so I guess the next step is wake me when there's a developer on hand with some plans <laughs> to go with it so yeah okay, i'm gonna i'm gonna change that a little bit jason i'm awake now keep my yeah. attention go keep find, my attention right. keep my attention go find a development partner and keep my attention absolutely so awesome. right, i want to wrap it up Council. i want to wrap it up with 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 two quick notes one another note about downtown there's a new parking space in downtown 
If you go by third and main, fourth and main, fourth and main, I'm sorry, fourth and main. There's a you're lose your, you're going to lose your board seat. You keep, I know, I know. I just, I just get the geography <laughs> wrong. I'm out. Uh, fourth and main new, I believe it's the 34 new parking spaces in this lot. So there's there, uh, for those that, that like knowing things, uh, about, uh, environmentally friendly, it is a permeable surface. Yes. This is a, literally, it's a thing that I asked about. I would probably guess something on the order of 50 times in my time on the planning commission <laughs> is what can we do a little bit more permeable space for parking lots and things of that nature. So kudos to the city for doing that. It also, I think has the benefit of keeping in mind long-term that may be the site for a structured it, when the demand, you know, comes forward for it when the demand gets there. So it also allows for them to have the flexibility to build up in the future should they need to going forward. So good on that. And uh, yeah, don't come plan there's parking downtown you just have to go look for it and one last note uh coming up on friday's episode of the podcast i'm going to sit down with uh local business owner reggie gray we're going to talk about entrepreneurship we're going to talk about pivots made uh during all of this this covid crisis and how he's working to keep his businesses going and you know i don't know we might talk a little world domination something fun we're gonna have some fun it'll be a good talk reggie is 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 a, a captivating speaker uh he's, he's got a great story so i'm happy to to share that with with everyone and we will talk to everybody next time <laughs>